This is Fireground Action Photography, episode 21 for the week of December 28th, 2008. This week, a reminder to register those 2008 images, we'll wrap up some loose ends, and we'll review our first 20 episodes. Hi, this is Leo Laporte, a big fan of Craig Derling and Fireground Action Photography. He's on fuego. Thank you, Mr. Leo Laporte. That's right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fireground Action Photography, the podcast produced by and for photographers specializing in emergency services action photography. I can't get enough of that, Leo. <laughs> he was a great guy to do that. Anyway, my name is Craig Derling, and I am uh, proud to be your host, still here at the end of Oh, what, 21 episodes. This is episode 21. And joining me on the fireground is Ross A. Benson, the legendary Southern California fire photographer. Good evening. Good weekend. How are you, Craig? A uh, couple of days left of 2008. 2008. Yeah, I am back from Boston. Had a great visit. Great visit with Rick and Ted and all the uh, all the old buddies back there. I see you still have all your fingers and toes. Nothing yeah. froze off. Yeah, we'll have to talk more about the trip, maybe <laughs> in another episode. Oh, good. But this is uh, this is basically, basically going to be our year-end uh, wrap-up for 2008. We have come to the end of wow. the year now. Uh, we've done 21 episodes. We started back in August with the podcast. So we're going to go a year review for at least the uh, the life of the show here. Uh, for the uh, portion of the year the show was around, I want to announce uh, one thing before we get started again. So I talked about it on the last show, but the Palm Springs Photo Festival is coming up at the end of March, uh, April and uh, uh, beginning of April, March 29th through April 3rd. The Palm Springs Photo Festival uh, advanced registration is open. Should be a great event out there if you're in the area or looking to get out of town for a few days. Uh, they're going to have uh, um, portfolio reviews. Up to 700 people can get their portfolio reviewed by a professional. They're going to have curators. They're going to have museum uh, art directors there, uh, professional photographers. They're going to have all are, kinds of uh, great workshops. Are you critiquing? Please. Oh. I can barely get my stuff critiqued. <laughs> Nobody wants to look at it. Um, they're going to have, like I said, portfolio reviews. They're going to have all kinds of seminars. We went over a few of the topics uh, last week, but we'll, we'll do it again. There are some great titles in here, Understanding Color Spaces, which is something I could I could use a little brushing up on, understanding what the difference is between sRGB and Adobe RGB, for instance, in your Photoshop and camera settings, and what the differences mean, because I know some publications, they only want to accept photos that are shot in sRGB. So it's mm. a it's a... A setting you need to be aware of, but why not uh, go to a seminar about that and become educated on the topic? <laughs> Canon uh, Digital SLR Systems are going to have a seminar about branding your business, uh, Lightroom and Photoshop, um, getting your photo book published, how to pu how to uh, get one laid out and sequenced and designed and editing a photo uh, photographic book of your own. Uh, digital asset man management, photography and the internet. Uh, they have different uh, symposiums on the business of uh, photography. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a good week there, and you can get more information at uh, com. Their phone number is 1-800-928-8314, 800-928-8314. But I can imagine uh, com will get you all the information you want. 
and they are uh, registration is now open. So something to look forward to. And if I'm in town, I'll probably take the drive out there and uh, and chuck some of that out myself. And there's plenty of other things if you go out there to shoot pictures. Bob Hope uh, had a house down there, a couple golf courses, yep. Gerald Ford. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, so there's quite yep. a bit to shoot down there and uh, some hot air balloons probably floating, floating yeah. around uh, the and desert. And all the windmills, if you want to go out and shoot That's the windmills, right. they're pretty uh, photogenic and out there. nearby. Miles and miles of them. Um, we have, uh, we're trying to start, as long as you send us emails, everybody out there, we're going to try and work them into the show here. We've gotten a bunch um, and, uh, and we're going to try and uh, do one a show now. But you got to send them. you got to send us an email, and you can ask us questions. You can submit topic ideas. You can tell us about yourself. You can plug your website, your photography, whatever you'd like to do. We'll see if we can work it into the show. And, Ross, speak of the devil, you have one for us, don't you? I do. We have received an email from another dispatcher. Uh, let's see, Steve Reddick. And uh, he's a, a supervising dispatcher for the Chicago Fire Department. Ooh, okay. And uh, very interesting to read in his email. Um, he, uh, started following his dad many, many years ago as the, uh, department photographer back, his dad started back in the fifties. His dad was a f- fire photographer. Yeah. His dad wow, was a in fire- Chicago. What a great town to do that. Oh, huh? And, uh, looking at his website, his dad got some outstanding pictures. Now he says, uh, in his email, those were the days of using Kodachrome. Forget this uh, auto exposure. Uncle Forget Ross, this. tell us about Kodachrome. <laughs> and I bet back then he was using Kodachrome 25. You know, nowadays uh, you can't find uh, much Kodachrome anymore. But uh, but those images are still around. Those and look and as good as the day they, they were taken, right? That's right. He says that in his email. In fact, um, Steve has uh, um, published a book on uh, Chicago fire rigs at work. Wow. And uh, we'll put in the show notes uh, the email address where you could oh, see sure. that. Absolutely. Um, he uh, says that he'd love to hear in our, uh, our looking back at uh, one of our previous shows, talking uh, about our East Coast buddies. Oh, yeah. Good old Ted gonna, and Rick. We've had the uh, Ted and, and Rick on the show. We're gonna we got more lined up, believe me, for 2009. We're going to have Joe Brown on talking about the business of photography, maybe even how to get uh, some money back from your photos, cool. make a little money off of it. Yeah, but we got we're bringing in more East Coast, but uh, everybody in between. Uh, chances are, if you're interested in being on the show and you're interesting, we'll probably have you on the show. So if you want to shoot us an email, tell us about yourself, and uh, let us know if you'd uh, like to be on the show. We'll get you set up, and uh, and we'll see if we can't get that done. That'll be interesting. Uh, one last thing, he says. Uh, overall, he loves to shoot the fireground documenting history in the making and that's what oh, yeah. we do absolutely and if you know you go to his smug mug site uh which is ksc 711.smugmug.com we'll link that up in the show notes of course but i'm uh i'm, I'm looking at it right now he's got some great great uh photos on here big into uh, aviation has some great aviation photos uh got some other stuff on here but there's uh some great fire action his apparatus shots are incredible and it looks like um, and I think you mentioned it is he's got some of his dad's oh cool old pictures up here on his smug mug site and there is some great old Chicago apparatus on here. There's a smoke ejector uh, number two. It's a whole truck that's a smoke ejector. That's great. <laughs> some old uh, fire boats on here. Some fantastic uh, stuff. If you're into apparatus photography and portraiture, uh, definitely. Definitely check out Steve's uh, Smug Mug site. Well, and we'll link that up in the show notes. It's really nice getting emails from uh, from our listeners. And uh, Steve was the one. 
Um, we've gotten several others. I know, uh, like I said, we'll be going over them. Yep. But Steve, uh, fantastic work. They're, they're, um, I love looking at um, a lot of our listeners' work. Oh, it's great. You know, oh. we and we all learn from each other. I look at other people's sites uh, from our listeners, and and I'm learning stuff all the time. And you can you can almost deconstruct some images and and figure out the technique that was used. But it gives you great ideas and a real appreciation uh, for other people's work out there. It's it's part of that the whole community we've managed to start building around the podcast here, and it's it's great. I'm learning as much from our listeners as as hopefully they're learning from us and. It's a it, it's it's been a great experience. Well, as he writes here, his dad was a pioneer in fire photography many years ago, and it's good to see that he is carrying that on, as you and I do, Craig, out here on the West Coast. Uh, Thirty five years now, I've been carrying on the Burbank photography, and uh, I know I enjoy it as much as you do. And it looks like Steve uh, loves doing it. As he writes here, it's not like it used to be. Uh, Things have changed yep. quite a bit. Says right here, back in the fifties and sixties, his dad Warren Reddick, the retired uh, Chicago Fire Department Battalion Chief. That's fantastic. Thank Good you stuff. very much, Thanks, Steve, Steve, for the yeah. for the email. Keep Definitely. them coming. Yep, keep those emails coming. Send us some emails. Uh, we appreciate that, and it lets us know that somebody's listening out there too. We're not just talking to ourselves. That's great. Thanks for taking the time to do that, Steve. And go check out his website. We'll link it up in the show notes again. But it's uh, KSC King Sam Charles. 711.smugmug.com. So all you smug muggers out there, um, there's another one. There's another fire photographer out there on Smug Mug, so that's that's great. Um, well, you know, it is uh, the end of the year, so what do we need to do at the Only end of the year? Only a couple of days left we have. A couple have. of days left. And something we've uh, talked about a little bit, and, I, and I've uh, blogged about it on the uh, the blog, which you can get to uh, from the website, firegroundaction.com. Just click on the blog there, and there's a couple of uh, posts back. Uh, um, I was uh, uh, basically adding to uh, a story that Scott Bourne did on the myths of copyright versus registering pictures and, and how important the differences are between the two. Um, so check that uh, check that out. And uh, But it is a good thing to do every year. Um, now that we're at the end of the year and you're maybe finished, you, once you finish compiling your keepers for the year, uh, anything like what I do is anything that I've put on the internet, anything that I've sent to a magazine, I've submitted, I've posted uh, on the website or in a blog or sold uh, a print of, I register with the U.S. Copyright Office. Um, I don't do everything. You can if you want. If you want to send them 50 DVDs of all, everything you shot this year, as long as it's on a format they can read and they can review if there, an issue ever comes up, um, you, can, you can do that. It's and, a, and if I recall right looking, you can do numerous under one payment. They now yes. do it how they've broken it down. It's a lot easier. Yep, there is a difference if something's been published. You need to, right. you need to register it as being published work. And that's a little. Uh, that's a different form. That's a, a little different method. It's very easy you to do. You can download those you, forms. You now. download the forms from their site. We'll uh, we'll absolutely uh, link up to the U.S. Copyright Office's uh, site on the show notes page, and I have it right here. It's uh, copyright.gov. Very easy URL. But if you go right to that page and and know the differences between copyright and and registering your pictures, right. we all have the copyright. If you took the picture, you click the button, you own the copyright to that image. But don't think that that offers you much more protection than maybe getting fair market value for that picture if you find out somebody's used it without your permission. What gives you the teeth, what gives you real recourse if your picture is used um, illegally is registering it with the U.S. Copyright Office. And go to copyright.gov, 
And right on that page, it tells you about copyright. It gives you the copyright basics, frequently asked questions, uh, the fees, which I believe are only about $35 yeah. per submission. Um, and uh, it's recording a document. It gives you all the copyright law, federal register notices, current legislation and regulations, things like that. But uh, it gives you a lot of information on here. It's a very easy process. Download the forms, fill it out, burn the disks, mail it all together. And once they receive, once they stamp your form as received at the copyright office, the material you submitted is then registered. Right. And the big thing there, register, gives you teeth if you have to hire an attorney. That's the first thing he's going to ask right. you. Okay, you're the photographer. It's copyrighted. But is your work registered? Right. And, you know, I mentioned it in the, in the blog entry, too. Um, but but you go to a, you know, the old adage is you go to a copyright attorney and say, hey, somebody used my picture illegally. Okay. Was it registered? Oh, it was copyrighted. No, but it wasn't registered. And, and you know, if it's not registered, there's not a whole lot they can do. If right. it's registered and illegally used, um, the fines are immense. It's like $150,000 a violation or something. And if, an ad, let's say, a big advertising company or a big publication uses it, they know that. So they'd be more than likely to, you know, cut you a big check. Oh, yeah. Um, I know of a photographer, a well-known photographer, that had an image used illegally, and he, it was registered. And he had his attorney send a certified letter to that company, that advertising company, and said, you will cut me a $25,000 check, FedEx it next day to me, with a letter of apology and explanation as to how this happened. And he got it. And, you know, and as a photographer shooting images out there, you might not think, oh, Okay, somebody used my picture, but if you think the value of your picture and what you can collect for it, we're talking replacing all your camera gear for a time being. You know, there's there's dollar value in your creativity. Absolutely. The time the time, the equipment, the the uh, investment you've made in creating that image. And it's not about a gravy train. It's not looking for a gravy train hoping somebody illegally uses your picture so you can nail them. It's protecting yourself. It's protecting protecting your property, your time, your investment in your passion. Um, and it's well worth doing. It's not a difficult process, but you know, long and short of it is, at the end of the year, this is a good time. It's like changing yep. the the batteries in your in your fire smoke detectors, your uh, you know, and the filters in your air conditioning. Go ahead and get, gather your 2008 images and get them registered. Send them in, and keep a file of that. Keep the form. Keep uh, copies. Your whatever you burn for uh, the copyright office, burn one for yourself for your file and keep it attached to the form, paperwork for that year. So if an issue does come up, you have the same thing you're looking at as the Copyright Office because that's what they're going to use as reference. Exactly. Um, all, what we're going to do uh, this year, you know, we'll probably end up doing a little shorter show because we all have parties to go to, don't we? <laughs> and hopefully incidents to go to. Um, but uh, we're going to do like a year in review. review. We've done 20 episodes, technically 21. There was episode 00 that you'll notice has disappeared from the feed. <laughs> But that was a little short episode I did um, just as an introduction of myself and the show. If you want a copy of it, let me know. Shoot me an email, and I'll, I'll send you the, uh, your very own copy of that show. But we took it out of the feed a while back. But 20 anyway, shows. 20 shows. That means 20 weeks. Wow. We do, been... we do a week, uh, you know, a show a week. Yeah. We've been doing this for 20 weeks now. Five and we months. have enjoyed it. Oh, I will say. A we labor have, of love. We have met some great people out there, Craig. Um, we have gotten to see some images of other fire emergency photographers that, 
you know, we, we share the show, our passion, and there's a lot of people out there doing it. You know who else we met? Who? Hi, this is Leo Laporte of Twit. I want to make sure you keep listening to Craig Derling and Fireground Action Photography. It's on fire. <laughs> uh, we, yes. you the memories. Leo. Well, you know, I, I've met him uh, through, uh, you know, it, once I uh, discovered podcasting and all that, I was able to meet him a few times, be interviewed by him. And just one of the great experiences I've had as a result of doing this show. And I'll tell you what I'll always appreciate is, is meeting the listeners is finding other fire photographers out there. I knew it. When I started this show, I said, there are other fire photographers out there. I know they're on the East Coast. I know they're on the West Coast. I know there's got to be some in the middle. And and you're showing up, folks, and you're finding us, and and we certainly appreciate that. Uh, We love the conversations that are going out there. We're giving you some places to meet and talk to each other. We'll go over those toward the end of the show. Um, but I appreciate uh, you, everybody that listens and supports, listens to and supports the show. Uh, it keeps me going, I know, and I can probably speak for you, Ross. Oh, that, definitely. Um, you know, we start the conversation here, and we have a lot of fun. It's definitely a passion of ours and a passion of yours. And I'm glad, uh, uh, glad we've all met here and can continue to talk well, about it. As you said, you know, a while back, Craig, uh, these are experiences that you and I have gotten to experience, and I'll tell you. Um, you've kickstarted me on, uh, doing some different creative things and I've thrown questions out there for our listeners and I thank them, uh, for sending in information, helping me out, better my art, better my creativity. Um, you know, I just got done shooting stuff yesterday, you know, and I think of things that people have said. And 35 years later, I'm still shooting. And I was, you know, I'll admit, I was in a bit of a rut when I started this this series. And, you know, talking to you on a regular basis now, and I've almost been reunited with some old friends, you know, from the East Coast. We're talking to each other all the time now. We're, we, we hadn't spoken for some time. We're all good friends, but you know what 3,000 miles does, even with the Internet and all that. So I'm grateful for that. But, you know, the listeners that are sending us emails and they're getting involved in the, in the forum we've put out there and the, and the blog, and now we have the, the Flickr group. Everybody's posting their pictures and talking to each other about their pictures, and that's really the community that I had, I had yeah. really hoped would start. And and you've you've all come through, and I and I hope you're uh, you're enjoying you know, what we and, put out there for you. That Flickr group is for everybody. You know, we're not going to criticize because I have learned many years ago, and I think Craig, you're the one that helped me. Somebody makes a a comment or or something about a photograph, I can learn from that, and I'll make a better my next picture. So. It doesn't matter the quality, the the emergency scene or whatever. Put your pictures you, up. You know, we have all skill levels that listen That's to right. this show. We have guys that have been doing it for years. So, yeah, we want to see your best stuff up on the Flickr group. But you know what? Don't be intimidated. If you're just starting out, we all started out somewhere. That's right. And and we're there, we're here for, for all of you. And I think you'll... You'll all agree, whether you've just started listening to the show or if you've been around for a little while, that the people we've had on the show with us are more than happy to share information, to teach what they've learned, and and accept criticism right back. So that Flickr group, put your best picture up, put your worst picture up, put what you think might be a good picture up. If you're new to it, say, "Hey, is this a good picture?" If you know, if if I can't stop the motion in a in a in a low light situation, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong in this picture? 
How, how can I make this a better picture? How can I make myself a better photographer? That's what it's about. You we're know, not looking to flame each other out there on the forum. Nope. We're, we're looking to make, you know, comment on each other's pictures, ask questions. Hey, what were your settings? That's what the forum's for, to show your stuff, but show your bad stuff, too. If you made a mistake, hey, what did I do? How did I mess this up? I think uh, I've more than my once, share. <laughs> we both have admitted problems with cameras, problems with shots. Technique. And, and yeah. I think, like you said, uh, we are just the beginning of that conversation. We have enjoyed sharing our experience. We're just giving everybody you know? something to talk about on this show. Yeah, and we all have that common ground. Emergency services photography. If it's police, if it's fire, if it's uh, rescue, you know, anything. Anything. In Emergency that, services. That's yeah. why we we don't limit it to fire. It's not always about the fire. That's right. There's a lot of stuff uh, involved out there, as we've talked about over the period of the last 20 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, what else do you have there, Liz? Well, way back, way back when, wow, back in episode oh one, we met you, Ross. <laughs> Everybody out there in the in the uh, the podcast world, and only a couple people you. still know what the A stands for. I, I don't know if our you know what you know what we should do <laughs> the year end wrap up. We've been teasing everybody so long. Do I think I? I think the listeners need to know what your middle what the A stands for. In Ross A. Benson. Well, you know, to close out 2008. Wait. Hold it till the end of the show. Okay. I will, just for that. <laughs> oh, God help me if I forget. <laughs> no, because I'll say it in the name. I'll, I'll be getting emails. Uh, but no, we, we talked to you, Ross. We talked about uh, how long you've been doing this. A long time. 35 years, over three decades. 35 plus five months. That's right. Since we met you. Um, and you are still the president of the California Fire Photographers Association, which we also spoke about. Yeah, I guess I am. We are supposed yeah. to have an election soon. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy. Uh, I don't think you're going anywhere. <laughs> I don't plan on it. Uh, but I enjoy uh, heading up a group of photographers. And, again, it's a group of photographers that shoot everything and anything. Yeah, and uh, the webmaster for CFPA, Doug Pearson, uh, is in the process of updating and redesigning CFPA's website, right. which you can go see at cfpafirephoto.org, and we'll link that up in the show notes. But Doug's done a great job, he and has. it's an always evolving thing. As I, I've come to learn, you know, <laughs> designing a few websites of my own, is it, it, it's a never-ending process. You're always tweaking stuff. I'm working on a blog, uh, WordPress uh, website right now, which I never thought I'd get around to because I was very intimidated by well, all the terminology. I've but I'm seen finally your Twitters at two, three in the morning. Well, that was my error because I decided to start installing it at midnight one <laughs> night, <laughs> and at three in the morning, I'm like, "Oh, I got to get this working." But uh, that's not up and running yet. I'm still designing that, but uh, all the old st- old websites are still still up there. But uh, let's see. After that, yeah, we had you back. Back by popular demand in episode two was Ross Benson. Well, you know, I think what we look back then, we had so much fun talking to these listeners. And, you know, that exchange that you and I did, we started on a roll. And, uh, you know, that roll has kept going for 21 shows now. I'm enjoying it. Every week when we're, we're here. I look forward to it. And as long as the listeners want us to talk, we'll talk. Yeah. And if they keep, you know, let us know uh, that we're doing it right. We, you know, we'll do whatever makes the listeners happy. We do what makes us happy. We enjoy this conversation. We, we enjoy the format of the show. That's It's just an organic thing It happened. When I started the, the series, I said, well, we'll do, you know, 20-minute episodes. We'll get everything we need that. out. Well, the very first episode, we started talking. I looked down at the timer on the recorder, and it, we had been talking for like 45 minutes already. So, well, that's the, so much for that idea. You an know, episode, and you, it turns out the listeners like that uh, length. But if there's something you want us to add, something you want us to take away, let us know. We'll see if we can't make uh, 
make a little uh, custom change for you. Well, you know, we make the shows very interesting. I talk to a lot of people that listen to them uh, and so forth. And you and I, like you said, we'd have that conversation anyway. We go to dinner, what, two, three days a week. We, yep. we live all of a mile apart from each other. So we're together all the time. I think we're twitting to each other. 10, 12 times a day, you know, or when you're traveling, you know, you tell me where you are and so forth. And that's an exchange that we've even gotten with our guys back in Boston. Now we're, but now we're doing that with listeners. That's we've got right. listeners on the on the Twitter and following each other and finding out from different listeners who what they're up to. It's fantastic, yep. the little community that's uh, that started here. And I always say, you know, I'm, I'm real grateful, grateful for that. But, uh, um, you know, it, we also in that episode, as a matter of fact, we talked about our equipment. Somebody had asked... What uh, kind of stuff we used, you know, we're both Canon guys, um, you know, what kind of camera bodies we use, what kind of lenses we have and strobes and, and things like that. What equipment do we have in our vehicles? Oh, you know, yeah. I always have the brush gear, you know, helmet. I have four helmets <laughs> in the Urban Command vehicle. Well, because I, I shoot for a few different fire departments. So I have a helmet for each department. And Didn't then, we also, uh, was it that show or the next show that we talked about, Mobile Office? The Mobile Office. We Yeah, we had... Chris, I believe his name was. Let me see. Let me find it. Play some music for me. Oh, I know what I can play. Hold on. Oh, where's Leo? Well, I, no, no, shh. Don't ruin it. Oh. Don't ruin it. No, no. Hi, this is Leo Laporte, a big fan of Craig Derling and Fireground Action Photography. He's on fuego. Okay, that wasn't long enough. Need to have Leo do a longer one. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll find it here at some point, but we had a, a listener from Sweden Actually, I think it was Chris Johansson, or Johansson, probably, if uh, pronouncing it locally, locally there, asked about the mobile office. That's right. Because he does a lot of work from his car and has to send pictures, transmit pictures to, to clients and things like that, and wondered how we do it. And we did. We went over all kinds of equipment, the EVDO cards that are available from Verizon and Sprint that can hook up right to a laptop in Inverters, car power on the car, battery power, backups. Even a satellite phone, yep. satellite uplinks and things like that. Yeah, we talked about all that equipment. Went to the New Media Expo. That's where we met Leo Laporte and got interviewed by him. We talked about a little uh, some uh, a tip for uh, computers, disabling the right-click function. That's right. To keep uh, or at least slow people down from saving pictures off of your websites, things like that. We talked about uh, shooting modes, What, uh, what, why we encourage especially newer photographers to shoot in manual. Learn how to make the picture. Don't let the camera do it. Don't let the camera make all the decisions for you. Stay away from the green. Never <laughs> shoot in auto. You know, shoot in uh, aperture priority or shorter priority depending on your needs. But learn, especially if you're starting out, learn how to compose the picture and understand what the camera's doing when you when you are in shutter priority and it's doing things for you, as long as you understand how, how it functions, that's that's most important. Well, you want to call yourself a, a, a photographer, but you want to do everything on, on automatic. I, I don't think a, a pilot would get in the plane and put it on autopilot unless he knew. So uh, Yeah, you have to know how to fly first, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, camera shooting modes. We talked... Uh, we talked a lot about that. Got a lot of feedback about that, but that's you know that's an important topic because we all we talk a lot about know your equipment, know your camera. If things go wrong, yeah, uh, when you're taking a portrait photo or something like that, if you're not familiar with how your camera operates, how it functions, the basics of it, you could be screwed in a situation like that. And also, you know, I know a lot of new users. You get all these different buttons and dials on a camera. You accidentally bump something. 
Like, oh. look, if on your lens, what do you always bump? The autofocus auto manual focus, switch, yeah. right? If you don't know it's there, why or do you they, don't know what it does... Why do they put them on the top left <laughs> of the camera? Right where my thumb goes. Yep. But if you don't know it's there, what it does, if you're not familiar with its very existence, or or how to diagnose the problem, then how are you going to fix it? And I think what we learned from that show we shared really was uh, don't panic. No, and yeah, we learned, you know, a couple of, last episode I talked about keeping it simple. I had to remind myself, yeah. why am I overcomplicating this shot? Yeah. It's yeah, a simple exactly. shot. You know, go back to basics, keep it simple. Yeah, we talked that right, right-click right disable thing was, was good, and I've, I've relinked to that a couple of times, my request in the show notes, and I still use it. I still go to my own link. The show notes page to get that link when I need it, when I update my update my website. But that was a big question a lot of listeners had. How do I protect my photos on my website? And I know we have, I have seen on the forum along with that is how to uh, watermark your right. images. You know, and yeah, somebody had just asked that on the, on the forums. Last and there week. are different programs. I use Photo Mechanic as the first stop in my workflow. It's a, it's a very fast program for arranging, for importing. Uh, your images and going through doing quick edits, selecting what pictures you want to keep, uh, doing quick crops, things like that. But you can also uh, embed copyright information in the metadata on import. Uh, but also you can save pictures. It makes a quick workflow for a website, especially if I know I want to take, okay, these 10 pictures out of this. I can do a save as, I can bump them down to 72 DPI, resize them all, and I can also add a watermark at that time. So it's in the workflow. I don't have to go to drag a pic, each picture into Photoshop and overlay a copyright or something like that. I can do it right right in Photo Mechanic. And I know there are other programs that do that. Now, what version of uh, Photo Mechanic do you know by chance? Uh, because I have an older version, and I don't think that's a capa- uh, capable of doing that. That's good to know. See, again, 20 shows we're in. 4.5. And I'm learning something new. 4.5. I do. I have 4.5. Yep. You know, and Photo Mechanic um, is by, uh, I'm trying to think of the company. It's not Photo Mechanic. Who is it uh, designed by? Well, maybe I should go to the <laughs> forum. It's in the, check out the forum. Okay, is it, if not, I'll give you the uh, the uh, company that puts it out, and it is great. Yeah. Um, I know, you know. You, if, you talk, if, I'll go to the forum. Well, every time you put a program on your computer, you know, XP has all sorts of photo, picture perfect, and Kodak picture this and uh, ways to edit and so forth. All the pros. I know I shouldn't say all the pros. We've learned that Lightroom is another one that quite a few of our mm-hmm. our readers uh, or our listeners um, use. But uh, Photo Mechanic, I know out here, quite a few of the newspapers use it. Fire departments use it. Quite a few of the pros that you and I know uh, have it on their laptop and so forth. So it's uh, a great program. And, and I know, uh, like you said, that metadata. Um, well, what saves you with that is if you can do it when you're importing the images, like in Adobe Bridge or Lightroom or Photo Mechanic, if you can embed that information in on import, you don't have to worry about it again. As long as throughout your workflow, whatever program you drag that through, it maintains that data. It'll be there at the end of the process, too. And it saves you from having to go back in every picture and add that or forget to do it, and then you have to go back and find them. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ted uh, jumped in on that. He uses Photoshop Elements for that. Uh, Camerabits.com is the that's the, Camerabits is the company that does photo mechanics, so you can go to Camerabits.com. We'll link that up in the show notes. It's a $150 program, but once you buy it, you all the updates are free, so they do uh, update 
uh, fairly regularly. But I'll tell you, if you're an owner of it, I have called them a couple of times. Talk about a helpful group of people. They will walk you through. They'll help you. Um, I couldn't find something in the instruction manual called there. The guy walked me through. It was like, wow, he was right there over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. We Real also, helpful. We also talked about uh, photo orientation, vertical shooting vertical or portrait versus horizontal or landscape, uh, and why. You know, a lot of people, the natural position to hold the camera is in a horizontal orientation. Well, you know what? If you're shooting for publications, there are other reasons to turn that camera sideways. That's right. For covers, if you want that cover shot on Firehouse Magazine or Fire Rescue Magazine, guess what? It's going to have to be a vertical. Well, you, you can't know, put a horizontal on a cover other unless it's a calendar. You can't. And recently I was shooting a graduation, and these shots of the guy's holding the badge with the chief shaking his hand. You know, I used to do a vertical of it. That'll never appear on the front page of a magazine, you know, and usually it's a tight close-up shot. So this time I changed the horizontal. They look so much better, you know. Yeah, and we talked, and some of the other reasons why you might shoot or or even just consider in the orientation or framing or composition of a shot is if it's for publication, is there going to be a masthead? Masthead is that uh, the the title of the, the publication or the newspaper? That's what's up the top you know, quarter. Keep it loose. You might yep. need a little room around the edges for different printing and graphics that might go on them. Page placement and layout. Are they looking in the right direction? You know, are they looking off off the page or into the page? Um, you want to plan for a double truck, a horizontal shot for a double truck. You know, and if you're working with an editor and you're if they ask you for a picture or a chief. Or something, you might ask them, do you know where this is going to be used? So if you're going to send them a picture, you can send them with the right orientation. You can send them so they kind of know right to left or left to right. We had in episode five, we had Kenji Luster, our good old friend who couldn't be here. He's actually flying back from uh, Disney World tomorrow night. His family, he's been out of town on a movie shoot. So uh, they tend to go on a lot of trips when he gets back in town, which is good. He's got the new baby. He's got Leo. Hi, this is Leo Laporte of Twit. Anyway, <laughs> going to slip those in wherever I can. Um, we, uh, yeah, when we had Kenji here, he's very, very uh, versed in two-way radio communications and the new technology that's out there. He operates a couple of radio sy- notification systems out here. Um, emergency radio system. There's some uh, conventional mountaintop repeaters. There's also a digital trunked encrypted system that we're on uh the the radios are kind of expensive but uh, it's a it's a very powerful system um but the importance and maybe regionally where are you in the country what kind of systems do you have available what sort of system would be best for you um, a trunked system a conventional system who knows and quite a few uh, as you have learned uh I guess back east they're going to this ISIS type system too these trunk digital systems it's system. all changing and, you yeah. know, everything's going narrow band too. So those old radios you have laying around, you might want to put them on eBay now. If they're not uh, narrow band uh, capable, they're going to be pretty useless coming up uh, in a bit here when everybody uh, has to go narrow band. Uh, but other notification systems, what's out there? Pagers, pager-based system, internet-based systems like IPN. It's an paging uh, a network, network that's out there. Um, Twitter, there are fire departments using Twitter. Uh, Quite a for few. notifications, L.A. City Fire uh, is huge with that. The PIOs are very active, very good about putting incidents and updates, which is really good. You get updates. They put it out on Twitter, and you get it almost instantly. You know, he, he's a good friend of ours, Brian Humphrey from L.A. City Fire, who is, uh, a, I will call computer guru, I think I have before. But Brian, 
um, he'll put out incidents while they're in route and he'll say in route, not on scene yet, you know, and then he'll give an update as soon as they get on scene. He's great with Twitter. And so is Lisa and the other PIOs what, out of LA city. What we found since Twitter has been around for a little while now is, you know, their internet based notification systems out there and they tend to be delayed or email based ones can be delayed. Uh, where this uh, the Twitter, as long as Twitter is up and working, which it really has been lately, that you know it was riddled with problems early on, um, but they're, they're, it's pretty reliable now and pr- very quick. So you actually get the the Twitters uh, from the departments very quickly, and that helps obviously with incident notification, especially with a department like LA City Fires. You know they're very good at the ten minute knockdown. <laughs> but yeah. episode six, we talked about backing up your images and data and how important it is to do that uh we're still waiting to hear about ross's dead computer to see how uh, his his uh his files survived that but uh he did back up his images on an external hard drive so he's got them if he needs them but we're we're keeping our fingers crossed to see what happens with the hard drive in his computer but we talked about cd and dvd uh, backups why they might not be the best option because there's file corruption i went back and i digitized a whole lot of my old DVDs and found a lot of corrupted files on there. And the Mylar on those after a certain amount of time starts to flake and, 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 you know, you get those corrupted, corrupted images, um, maybe start to get some external hard drives, put them on there. And like Alex Lindsay from, um, Twip photo says, if it isn't backed up in two different places, it isn't backed up offsite backups. You yeah. Know, we these, talked about these... that a bit. If, uh, if you feel safe having your images in somebody else's, uh, care and production, well, like Rick Rick Knoll has a bunch of hard drives in his locker at the fire station. Yep, that's another. You know, some people have them at their folks' house or yep. a safe, even a safe deposit box. If you have them at another location, that's just another that's another level of protection in case obviously something catastrophic happens uh, wherever the the primary uh, images are stored. But you you on that same same episode, you talked about the plane crash you went to the oh. small aircraft uh, near Burbank Airport. Any updates from that? Or uh, you know, it's funny you say that because just last week. At the city council meeting here in Burbank, one of the council members, Dr. David Gordon, asked the fire chief if there's any new information on that plane crash. And I was sitting watching the telecast live, and I sent the chief an email with a copy of the NTSB report that we put on the uh, show, in our show notes. And right there, he said, I forwarded to the council member the same night. And so. you could probably go to the NTSB's site for any updates yep. or, or exactly. cl- report closure yep. on that. Episode 7 was a big one. We reviewed the or previewed all the new Canon stuff coming out. Uh, for the <laughs> most part, it has come out. The 50D to mixed reviews. Yeah. Overall, a good camera. But I think people were anticipating... Uh, a lot of things with that camera, even though really when it comes down to it, if you had read the specs, there weren't going to be a lot of changes over the 40D. That's right. And I think the majority of the reviews that I've read, they said if you own a 40D, don't spend the money for a 50D. Well, that was like when the twenty, the 30D came out. The, the upgrades, the differences from the 20D that I had weren't significant enough for me to go out and buy a whole new camera. I just stick with the 20D. Same reason I'm sticking with my 40Ds. I have no reason to go out. I'm saving up for the 5D Mark II, sir. Well, which has just come out. Just coming out. Um, yeah, there, there. I know Leo, like you said. Leo Laporte uh, has one. He's, has gotten one. Yeah. Um, I think Scott Bourne had gotten one uh, as a backup. They're out, they're out there. A lot of you know, the, a lot of people pre-ordered them. As far as I've heard, a lot of places are sold out right now. 
Yeah, it's holidays. Um, but we're hearing very good things. I've seen some of the video, you know, Vincent LaFerre's uh, uh, film that he made, even Leo Laporte on his Smug Mug page uh, shot some uh, local uh, scenery in Petaluma where he lives. And the, it's unbelievable. It's interesting because you see all the photos lined up, and you don't realize that the video is lined up in there too. You're <laughs> seeing the first frame of it. But like he describes it, and I agree totally, it's like the photograph comes to life. Because the, the, the high-definition video, the quality is so good, you mix it in with the pictures. It looks like a picture when it's paused. You hit play. It's like that picture comes to life. It's a, a, an incredible Well, they're doing image. some it's amazing an expensive things. camera body, 2700 bucks. But, uh, but it's interesting, interesting to see. And really what I'm waiting for is, is see how the firmware works out uh, in real world to see how the, uh, the uh, user interface is on the camera. How easy it is, is it to shoot video? How intuitive are the controls to go oh. from shooting stills to video? Can you shoot a still while you're shooting video? Well, these different things are, are, are is what we're going to find as more of the 5D Mark II cameras get into people's hands. Well, as they said, you can't change focus. Uh, a couple of different things. I, actually, apparently the autofocus does work. It, it just reacts a little slowly. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, uh, apparently it's a little slow to react, but it does work. But it's really with the high definition uh, apparently it's real important to have the camera on a good set of sticks and keep it pretty well locked down while you're shooting video. Oh, finally we got to Chris Johansson and the mobile office. But yeah, we did talk about a lot of EVDO information, gave some websites out there that are still on the show notes. Um, shooting on a budget was our topic for episode nine. That was a big one too. Got to do a lot of research for that one, getting <laughs> different ideas, um, how we save money. You know, uh, Rick Knoll, Ted, our buddies, and we got a lot of feedback. A lot of people gave us their ideas. You know, look for those rebates, reconditioned, refurbished cameras. You can get pro gear eBay. out there, refurbished, as good as new. Uh, you get it from a camera shop. It's marked refurbished. You buy it, it's like buying it new. It's from the factory. They've done made any repairs or replaced anything that needs to re, be replaced, and it comes normally with a full manufacturer's warranty as if you bought it new. It's just refurbished. But you get you save a lot of money that way. Look for aftermarket accessories. You know, the Tamron makes some good lenses. You don't have to get the most expensive lenses. If you're a Canon shooter, you don't have to get the L-series lenses if you don't want to, especially if you maybe, you, you know, in this economy crunch right now. Not a lot of L lenses being bought, I'm thinking. And if you have Canon stuff, you know, you could buy body only and use your older lenses. That's a reason a lot of photographers stay with the same manufacturer. Um, but eBay, I've had very good luck over the years with eBay. You know, there are some people that have had bad experiences, but I've, knock on wood, have had very good luck um, with purchases on eBay. I, I've spent some money. Um, in episode 10, we talked about painting with light. And uh, a great lighting technique out in the field if you're doing portraits of apparatus or, or trying to, you know, you have a low-light situation. You're trying to get a little light on the front of a building. Well, instead of using a strobe, which might give you a lot of reflection, or you might be too far away for the strobe to have any effect, grab that uh, that stream light <laughs> or the headlights of a of your car. What do I always say? Carry that light with you. That little light. And, you know, painting with light also involves taking that that, that strobe off the camera. And if you have a tripod, set up that time exposure. And uh, and walk around with the strobe and, and light it from different angles like that and get uh, better coverage. But that's episode 10 if you want to go back and listen to Painting with Light. And Ross had a gadget when it talked about the the, uh, the Belkin sensor scope. Episode 11 was the website episode. We had a good old friend of mine from high school, believe it or not, Andrew Greenstein, who uh, lives in Phoenix. And he's a website designer and graphic designer. A very talented guy. Gave a lot of tips 
on how to design your photo website, give it a professional look, what not to put on your website. Episode 12 was the Boston episode. We had uh, Ted Pendergast and Rick Knoll, our good buddies back in Boston, uh, on that show. We got to know them. We talked a little bit about shooting back east. And uh, and we, we swapped some good stories about that. Those are two good guys that have been on the show since and will hopefully be on many, many more times, along with uh, other East Coast uh, guys we're going to bring on. We're, and, you know, like I've mentioned, send us an email. Tell us about yourself. Let us know if you want to be on the show. And chances are... We you know we'll give that a, we'll give that a shot. We'll you see know, in get future shows, I show. want to know about last week uh, what you guys did uh, while you were back in Boston. So that would uh, you know be a good one for next year. Absolutely, yeah. You can look forward to that in '09. We'll do a little Boston trip wrap up. Until then, it's a you know secret. What happens in Boston stays in Boston <laughs> until the following year. Then we can tell all the stories, right? <laughs> we had a Halloween wrap up in episode thirteen. Perfect, the thirteenth, right? Friday the thirteenth. Um, Halloween wrap-up. We talked about your fire academy. You uh, were shooting a fire academy on behalf right. of the Burbank Fire Department. There was a Tri-City Academy, Burbank, Glendale, Pasadena. Yep. You were there representing or photographing Burbank um, and had some great stories to tell about that and some interesting challenges that came up through that. But they've recently graduated, haven't just, they? Just last week, uh, Burbank uh, graduated uh, seven New firefighters in Pasadena four started off with fifteen. Finished so they lost with some them. along the yeah. way, huh? And that happens with every we academy did. class. But uh, yeah, got some great graduation shots. Maybe we'll do a wrap up uh, next uh, one of our next shows on uh, some of the pictures from that event. Absolutely, do, do a little more in depth uh, wrap up. We also talked about the Huey monitor, computer monitor calibration device. There also available in our uh, store at firegroundaction.com. But that's a great device. I've just calibrated my monitors today with it, as a matter of fact, and they're looking good. Uh, we reminded you to turn your camera clocks back. When the clocks change, so do the, you need to change the ones inside your cameras, too. We met Tim Tons, our good friend now from Colorado, and a perfect example of somebody we met through the podcast because of the podcast, and we've now become good friends. We talk to each other all the time. We follow each other. And, uh, you know, we've discovered a lot of great people out there through this podcast, and Tim keep, is one of them. Keep that email coming. Yep. We talked about some Hot Shield products on there. Episode 15 was the Fireground episode, uh, which I recorded with a handheld device uh, while shooting the Orange County and L.A. County wildfires a couple months back here. That was a, uh, that was a great experience for me, definitely a learning experience, but it was uh, received really well. Uh, by the listeners that took the time to uh, give us some feedback on that. And we'll definitely try and work uh, some more of those fireground reports in future episodes and encourage listeners to do the same. Just, you know, don't put yourself in harm's way for the sake of the podcast. But if you have an MP3 recorder, give us your fireground report, whether on video or audio. If it's on video, we'll go ahead and throw it in the uh, on the video link on the website. If it's audio, we'll uh, definitely put it on the website and maybe even work it into the show with an interview with you. Like you said, we might even... Uh Coming up here, first part of the year, we might do another show uh, live out in the field. Yep. Episode 16, the safety vest law was coming into effect and is still in effect. There are some departments we're seeing that are still waiting to get theirs, um, but a lot of departments are are starting to, to work those in and uh, into policy and I'm all that. I'm seeing guys out, out in the there. field. Uh, that reflective is hitting me back. We had a wildfire wrap-up. We talked about uh, the LL, Ted uh, Pendergast LL Bean Explorer jacket. And, oh, that's right. And our photo vests of choice. Go back in the show notes to see what our picks were for that. 
episode 17. We've met an old friend, shooting buddy of uh, Ross, and we went old school with Mike Bolton. That was good. Told some old, good old stories. Yeah, Mike's up on the forum now. In fact, he, uh, he is. I think he calls himself Old School well, Mike. Old School Mike. Named himself after the show? I think, he, and uh, he promised not to sing for us. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, Mike Bolton, good guy, and we'll, have, we'll probably have him back. We'll go, we'll go old school once in a while. That huh? was fun. He's and shooting. you can see him and you, Ross Benson, <laughs> our, our, our models in the show notes page, modeling a couple of things we referenced in the show, including Mike's custom-made uh, turnout coat that he uh, made decades ago or had <laughs> yeah. made. Uh, episode 18, we talked about the changes coming up uh, in 09. We gave you holiday gift ideas. Hopefully you got them all. And we gave you some ideas for your uh, family fire photographer. You know, I'd love the, for people to let us know uh, in the forum, Craig, what they got. Uh, maybe they were some of our gadgets and yeah. gifts. Did you get what you wanted? And did we give uh, give the giver some of those ideas? Who knows? Maybe we helped push some people over the edge getting what they wanted for Christmas. Episode 19, we had Rick Knoll back with us, who uh, who commented on episode 15. He enjoyed that one as well, but he gave us a wrap-up of his uh, Detroit uh, fire buffing trip. And along with that, we talked about some, uh, he gave some great tips on some things to consider if you're planning your own fire buff trip to not only Detroit, but any unfamiliar city. Um, and that involves a lot of research, hooking up with some fire photographers there, know where to go, where not to go. Um, being up on the uh, the streets, the ma- you know maps and the radio systems, uh, a lot of good information given out there. We and a big about- one was remember, stay safe. Stay, of course. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. We talked about holiday fire dangers and professionalism on the fire ground, and that was a timely conversation because emotions are running a little higher usually around the holidays, and professionalism on the fire ground is always important. By why, but why maybe even more so around the holidays, a little more emotionally charged. People might not react too well to our presence out there, and you've got to keep that in mind. bad thing to do is to be, as I said, yucking it up on the fire ground when you have the victim standing right there, and that's something we all need to re- remind ourselves about once in a while. And you talked about uh, MacGyvering when you were taking a portrait of some dignitaries. Your camera didn't work, how to keep your cool. And the moral of that story was, you know, know your equipment and don't panic. You're and- in charge of the situation. You're in charge of the picture. Well, you can be in charge of correcting it and getting out of it. Absolutely. Episode 20. Last week, uh, we talked. To, uh, uh, we had a great email from uh, Mickey Kapansky, who is a listener of the show and has sent us several emails. We're still talking with Mickey. Again, another listener that, that we've been able to meet through the show, uh, and I value that quite a bit. We talked about keeping it simple. Kiss, keep it simple, stupid, with my DUI task force <laughs> shot that for some reason I overthought getting into but went back to the basics and i ended up with a great shot we talked about uh, shooting your department's christmas card which you were asked to do and came out with a great product and that went over like gang busters didn't it that it did it was very well received everybody likes it it's up on the uh on the podcast excellent yeah that's right go back to the show notes and we got that uh on uh, last week's episode for you to see great work by ross there um, and that brings us to this episode where we're registering our photos from 2008 and we're enjoying the first 21 episodes of the Fireground Action Photography Podcast. And 
Uh, we've got some things coming up uh, next year. We're going to have a good friend of ours, the Burbank Fire Chief, uh, Tracy Pansini, and hopefully in a couple of weeks here, we're going to have some more guys back from Boston, including Joe Brown, who's going to tell us about marketing and uh, maybe making a little money from your pictures and your photography. But, Ross, after 21 episodes with you here and, and wrapping up the year, I want to thank you for being here and helping me out. And people are uh, real enjo- enjoying having you here. Uh, as am I, and I couldn't do it without you. You're you're the backbone of this show. Uh, you oh, bring a lot you. of a lot of experience in a lot of uh, a lot of years of of great photography, and and I thank you for that. And I think the listeners do too. Oh, thank uh, you. They it's, talk about you all the time. I so. enjoy being here working with you. You are a great interviewer. I tell you, we have thrown pods at each other and pencils and anything else that's on the you desk. Should see, we should get on Stickam and do a live stream of this show when we record them, and you'll be amazed what happens in the background. You know, someday we'll put up all the bloopers. I know that one show that you held up, a big sign that said, stay on topic. Ugh. You know, and the next one was your your signal for moving ahead. We're running yeah, out. There of have time. been some bloopers. Some I'll, make, I'll probably make a whole podcast out of bloopers. Well, someday. I hope you keep out some of that. Yeah, we'll keep it clean. <laughs> Yeah, we'll keep it clean. But no, thanks. we've really enjoyed. It. I've enjoyed doing it with you, Craig. You do a great show, and uh, I love meeting other photographers out there. It has just been yeah. super. Yeah, I, well, I couldn't do it without you, Ross, and I couldn't do it uh, without you, uh, listeners out there. I, I, I love love meeting every one of you. Every time you send an email, every time you put something up on the forum, um, it's great. You know, I wanted to come into this and see who else was out there that had the, shared the same passion as as I do and Ross does. And I'll be darned, we're we're finding you, you're finding us, and uh, and it's it's been a great experience so far. And I'm looking forward to 2009, meeting a whole lot more of you great photographers out there. Let's keep that conversation going. Uh, we're trying to give you as many different places to talk to each other as we can. We have the online forum, which is free for everything. Go to the 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 uh, website firegroundaction.com, click on the podcast link, and you'll see different links for the forum which is a Google forum. It's free. Just sign up for your free account there. Jump into the conversation. Jump right in. Don't be shy. The water's nice. Um, share us, share with us what your department does or what you do for your department. Absolutely. Once you join the forum, you can start your own topics. You can start your own conversation. So if there's something you want to talk about, something you're wondering, go ahead and do it on the forum. We have a blog, too, which you can go to. Um, and if you join our Flickr group, which we just started recently, your pictures can be featured on the Fireground Action Photography blog on the front page there but go to the Flickr group it's free to join Flickr it's free to join the Flickr group that's a great place you know we're photographers so we're visually oriented so post your favorite pictures up on the Flickr group other listeners will put their two cents in they'll comment on them and even ask maybe ask you questions how did you do that where were you what were your settings when you took that if you're looking for advice if something came out wrong in a photo put that up there and say hey anybody know what went wrong here how can I make this picture better you know, in this, the whole thing, Craig, it's not just for, we have found we get a lot of mail, a lot of mail from males. You know, there's some females out there. We had Laura Burke Laura send Burke, us an email. She suggested a, a great topic, and that's marketing, and, and, and that's what we're bringing Joe Brown in for in, right. a, in, uh, in the beginning of 09 here is to talk so about they're, they're just marketing your images. Firemen and fire photographers, and guys, it's everybody. But that Flickr group is a new thing, and looking forward to everybody joining that and, and putting your photos up there. Um, we're all on the Twitter. The podcast is on the Twitter at firephotos, twitter.com slash firephotos, uh, for updates on the podcast. I'll put questions, topic ideas, announcements out on there. Ross is, uh, is fire, uh, pictures, fire pictures, mm-hmm. twitter.com slash fire pictures. I am twitter.com slash 
Craig Derling. Uh, we're adding a donations link to the website. Um, like I, I said, you know, I don't like to harp on it, but this podcast does uh, does cost money to produce, and uh, we'd love to keep it going for you. Uh, we do have a PayPal uh, donations button there on the website that you'll see if you care to make a donation, 50 cents, a buck, 100 bucks, a million bucks, or whatever you <laughs> want to do. It certainly is all appreciated, and we'll turn right around. That goes right into the production, and it'll allow us to continue bringing you uh, great content. Well, you know, like you said, uh, that bandwidth to put the show out and how much storage do you have now? I mean, not only all the pictures from people sending us, the emails and everything. So it does add up. It does certainly add up. But you can see all these, this community that's grown out of this podcast. And it's all a result of you. It's your interest. If you want something, I'm trying to put it together for you. You know, the forum, the blog, the videos link, the Flickr group, the, the Twitter accounts. Um, th- that's all born out of the interest and enthusiasm of, of the listeners out there. And, and after 21 episodes, you keep me going. I'll tell you every time I get tired and I don't feel like doing a show or putting a show together or editing a show, uh, I'll get an email from a listener or, or see them on the forum and that'll, uh, just, uh, just shoot that energy right back into me. And, uh, and I'm grateful for you guys being out there and supporting this show Really, this was a labor of love. I started it back in August, had the idea for a while, and uh, I knew I'd get, I'd find some of you out there, and, and I've I've gotten more in return, uh, believe me, than I put into it uh, because of you. So uh, without getting too maudlin, I think we'll wrap up uh, 2008. It's been great. Oh, <laughs> see, everybody out there is going, you were going to forget again, weren't you? I'm, I'm probably getting emails now. Um, Ross, I don't have a drum roll sound. Well, I always introduce him as Ross A. Benson. So after uh, at the end of the year here, end of 2008, we'll end the show with uh, Ross's middle name. But first, I will say that's it for this episode. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be safe on those fire lines, and we'll see you next time on Fireground Action Photography. And the A stands for Andrew. See you, everybody. Have a good New Year's, and be safe out there. Be safe. Happy New Year's.